You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, I don't know if he's uh, straight off the tee, but he's a straight shooter. I speak of Simon Hill, host of the Global Game, who joins us right now. Morning, Simon. Morning, Julian. I can't hit it straight either. I'm a terrible hooker and slicer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible slicer too. They say it's called golf because all the other four-letter words are taken, and it's it's probably an apt <laughs> description of, of that game. Let's start with the Premier League this morning. The famous Merseyside derby. Uh, two teams that aren't in in great form, but uh, well, they had to win this Liverpool, and they did. Yeah, look, it's an important win for Liverpool. Uh, obviously, they're aiming for the top four. I mean, the title's gone. They're, they're way too far behind. They've had a, a really baffling season, so inconsistent. And, of course, Everton needed the points as well. They're battling against uh, relegation, and um, they got a great result against Arsenal last week. Uh, but they couldn't back that up. And uh, Liverpool looked a little bit more like their own, their own old selves. Uh, Mo Salah and Cody Gakpo with his first goal, uh, since signing on in the January transfer window. Uh, it doesn't do an awful lot for their league position, takes them up to ninth, and they're still nine points behind Newcastle in fourth. But, uh, yeah, an important three points, and obviously it's it's local bragging rights as well in, in Merseyside. Now, this has probably flown under the, the radar somewhat. I, I speak, Simon, of the 2023 Cup of Nations. It commences this Thursday. We've got a double header at Gosford. So if you're in the area, you want to see some good football, head on down. We've got Australia, Spain, Czech Republic and Jamaica will all take part in the tournaments. It's a round robin. Uh, we're expecting... Uh, how does Gustafsson treat this? Is it, I guess, uh, you know, is there a lot of experimentation going on? Is it it's basically about fine-tuning before the World Cup? Yeah, I think the time for experimentation, or at least large-scale experimentation, is probably done. Uh, you know, the Women's World Cup is, is only a few months away now, and this is probably the best and one of the last opportunities for a proper dress rehearsal. Um, you know, it's in front of a home crowd uh, against three teams who are different all in their own way and have been chosen, uh, sort of hand-picked, really, to reflect Australia's group opponents at the World Cup in terms of their style and their quality. So... Uh, this will be you know, a good uh, indication as to where the Matildas are at. Uh, I think most of Gustafsson's squad are pretty much nailed on. We've, we've seen a couple of new uh, caps being called up in recent camps. Claire Hunt is, is one that's in, in contention for this particular Cup of Nations. Amy Sayer returns as well. But I, I think most of Gustafsson's squad is, is locked in, uh, barring injuries or a dramatic loss of form. And uh, really, he's going to be looking for uh, the girls to put on a show in these three games and prove to the nation and to the world that, uh, you know, they're going to be uh, strong competitors at the Home World Cup. I'm really thrilled by this Home World Cup. And I hope and pray that the nation gets behind the uh, the Matildas, and I think they will. It, they it's, will. Uh, no doubt. It, it's funny, isn't it? You think about... Uh, the rotation in the coaching ranks, Stajic and, and Milicic and now, now Tony, but it almost pales in comparison. The reports in the Herald that up to 15 Spanish players reportedly making themselves unavailable due to a dispute with their coach. Yeah, look, that's been going on a while, to be honest. Uh, that started uh, well before Christmas. And, um, 
it's almost become a, a standoff. The, the players are not happy with, uh, you know, their conditions. Um, and seemingly the coach, Jorge Vilda, as well, uh, the federation has dug their heels in and said, well, the coach is going nowhere. So if you, if you don't want to play, well, that's fine. You don't play. Uh, so they're in Australia with, I guess, what a lot of people would, would label a second string squad. But to be honest, their depth goes so deep. Uh, and a lot of the European nations are the same these days that uh, they will still be a formidable side. And uh, Australia will have their work cut out to beat Spain. That's probably the most difficult of the three. Jamaica we know a little bit about because we played them in the Women's World Cup not so long ago. Uh, Czechia, the, the old Czech Republic, um, they're, they're a bit more of an unknown quantity, but uh, they're durable, tough to beat. They got a draw with England in London uh, at the back end of last year, so they're no mugs. And uh, yeah, this, this will be a good test, but the Spanish are probably the, the, the quality outfit of the three that the Matildas have to face. Turning our attention to the A-League, uh, they're just getting some momentum now, Sydney FC. Third win on the trot, but uh, crucially for them in the last two games against two top four opponents, sitting great rivals in the Mariners and the Wanderers. A bit of fire as well at the back end of this game. It's interesting, I, I spoke to Stevie Corrick, and I believe he's your guest on the Global Game tonight, and we caught up with Steve mm-hmm. on the breakfast program last week, and I sort of almost tongue-in-cheek said, you know, to, to build up this clash, can we have a little war of words in the press between you and... Uh, former title-winning captain in, in uh, Marco Rudan. Well, uh, we did have some fire between them post-match. Uh, what did you make of that? Well, I guess that's, you know, what you get with derbies. And uh, both coaches obviously desperate to win. Um, you know, the Wanderers would have uh, gone back second had they got the points. Uh, Sydney just, you know, desperate to, to stay in the six and close the gap on the top team. So, it was always going to be a, a little bit heated. Derbies normally are. And, uh, look, I think once everything calms down, the two coaches, uh, you know, won't, won't mind too much about what went on uh, post-game. Uh, I think Steve Corica accused Rudan of, be, of being a sore loser. And, you know what, he's probably right. I mean, <laughs> you know, Rudan's a passionate character yes. and he doesn't want to lose, particularly yeah. at home in a derby. So, uh you know, they, they, these things happen, um, and it, it's good to see that there's, you know, some fire and, and passion in, in the competition and that the derby still means so much to people. Uh, it was great publicity for the game. Um, it's nice, too, to see Joel King returning yeah. for uh, for Sydney FC, and they're just, you know, I think another a number of teams now are just looking over the shoulder. They're, they're firmly entrenched in, in fifth place. Um, you know, this is a team that has all the experience and they know how to play in the finals. So, uh, and... The competition, of course, be wanting Sydney FC to play in the final. Simon, um, the, now they face Brisbane Raw this Saturday night, Allianz Stadium. Just uh, the latest on Erling Haaland's hamstring injury. Uh, you've got this top-of-the-table clash, big game, your Man City and Arsenal. Yeah, massive game on uh, Wednesday night, uh, UK time, and, and Haaland came off during the 3-1 win uh, against Aston Villa at the weekend with a hamstring problem. To be honest... I have a feeling he'll play. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a few ducks and drakes going on. Uh, City were 3-0 up at half-time. Uh, Pep Guardiola will have been well aware that that game against Arsenal was coming up during the week, which is you know the biggest clash of the season in the Premier League so far. Oh. And I just wonder whether, even if he's got a slight tweak in that hamstring, whether... You know, he's just uh, taking him off to uh, to rest him up to Wednesday night. And, of course, they're talking it up that he's touch and go and he's, you know, he's got a problem and we don't know if he's going to be fit. I tell you now, I think he'll play. If Unless, you know, I'm reading that completely wrong. 
I, I think Haaland will play. Why would you not want your top goal scorer if he's anywhere near fit yes. uh, to play in a game of this magnitude? So uh, I think he'll play. It's going to be a cracker. Uh, just to, before we let you go, Simon Statsy on the text line says, uh, G'day, Jules and Simon. A terrific point at Emirates by Brentford. When they got promoted last year, mm. I was hoping they'd stay out of relegation. They far exceeded that. My goal this year was the same at the start of the season, but now it looks like they'll finish top 10. Do you see players like David Raya and, and uh, Ivan Tony moving to bigger clubs on the back of their performances, says Statsy? Well, it's, uh, your texture is absolutely right. And David Raya, I think uh, the goalkeeper, is already being uh, linked with, and I use this uh, term advisedly, bigger <laughs> Premier League clubs. <laughs> um, I think there's... Uh, a, a, an issue with his contract at the moment, which is probably opening up that speculation. Apparently he's turned down two offers of a new deal, um, which suggests that he's aware of that interest as well. Manchester United, Chelsea have been linked with him. Uh, one or two others. Tottenham, of course, have got a vacancy there at the moment because Hugo Lloris is, is out for six weeks with an injury. Um, so look, it'll be interesting to see his future. Ivan Tony. I think the only thing with Tony is is that he, he's had a few off-field issues. Um, he's been a little bit of a naughty boy in the past, which um, may put one or two clubs off. But there's no doubt he's, he's a proven goal scorer these days in the Premier League. And what a job Thomas Frank is, is doing with Brentford. They're, they're amazing, really. Uh, probably the smallest club or one of the smallest clubs in the Premier League. And uh, they're on the fringes of the European race, which... Um, it's just remarkable. And, uh, yeah, the longer they can keep hold of Frank and players like Raya and Tony, the better. And just very quickly, Simon, before we let you go, uh, have you caught much of Harry Suter playing for Leicester? A great win over Spurs 4-1. Uh, how's he settled into the Foxes? Yeah, look, I, th- I think he did uh, pretty well uh, at the weekend. Um, obviously, his debut was uh, slightly tarnished <laughs> by the fact he scored <laughs> yes. an own goal, which was a little bit unfortunate, but... Look, I've got no doubt that, that Harry will be fine in the Premier League. He's got the quality. We saw that at the World Cup. And uh, I'm sure you've heard the, the post-game comments at the weekend of his manager, Brendan Rodgers, who says he's very happy with him. And you know, obviously, he's bought him for quite a decent sum of money, uh, $15 million. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I, it's great to have uh, an Aussie, albeit with a Scottish accent, um, back playing in the Premier League again. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, thank you so much for your time, as always, Simon. Uh, we'll catch you in all the football action tonight on the Global Game with Broski and the third banana and your special guest, the Heath Sky Blues coach, uh, Steve Corica. I'll tell him you said that, the third banana. (laughs) I'll never live it down. Thank you, Simon. Cheers. Here he is, Simon Hill, host of the Global Game. 0457 736 736 is the text line number.